Women Who Rebrand is a UK-based lifestyle platform that champions growth, inspiring women to live authentically while navigating the challenges of modern-day life. The platform is home to the self-titled podcast and insightful articles covering careers, health and wellness, and relationships. Join our online community at Women Who Rebrand. Hello and welcome to this brand new shiny episode of Women Who Rebrand. Today I am joined by my lovely co-host Dee, who you have may have had the pleasure of listening to her podcast, We Knew the Moon. She has graciously accepted my invitation to be a guest host this season. Always a pleasure! Ah, today we're joined by the amazing Becky Holmes, um, who you may recognize as Death to Spinach on Twitter. And she has hilarious, when I say hilarious, I mean actually hilarious encounters with online romance scammers. Um, she shares her interactions. I have been hysterics reading in the bath, drinking a glass of wine, reading these interactions and looking at the pictures. But we're going to talk more about that today. So welcome, Becky. Hi, Becky. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure having you. I can't wait to get into this and just, you know, I guess it's not a case of just entertaining. We're going to be warning people about online scammers because some people do actually still fall for these people. And there's programs there's information out there but you know when your heart kind of sees things first and wants to believe um people do fall it fall for it unfortunately so we're going to be giving some information as well about not how to um fall for an online romance scammer ah so i have to mention as well that um becky is the author of Keanu Reeves is not in love with you my encounters with online romance scammers um the book hasn't actually come out yet but we are going to talk about that later let's just get straight into it Becky um tell us about Mm -hmm. one of your favorite encounters with an online romance scammer oh um they're difficult they're so good all of them are so good (laughs) (laughs) thank you um there was one I don't know how far back you've been on my timeline um but there was one I did a few months ago where I was talking to somebody pretending to be Brad Pitt and uh one of my best friends who um always takes the photos uh, for my Twitter he agreed to pretend to be a dead body on on my kitchen floor um so there's a picture of him kind of at this really impossible angle he nearly like broke his own leg trying to get up off the kitchen floor afterwards but I covered in in some ketchup and and sort of put a knife next to him and I and I messaged this guy pretending to be Brad Piss and I said oh god Brad I've done something awful and he said what have you done my darling so I sent him this picture of my friend on the floor um and I said I've killed this tumble dryer repairman he didn't have the parts that I needed so Brad Pitt obviously terribly confused said uh, and I'm I'm using Brad Pitt yeah. obviously in inverted commas here um he said uh I know someone that can help you oh. and I said oh that's great so he gave me the email address of this guy called Mark Milley now when I mm-hmm. googled Mark Milley he is actually a like a general in the army he's like a, a, a real guy so he gave I thought me he this... was gonna send you like another <laughs> yeah. dishwasher repairman this guy will definitely get the parts <laughs> That would have been amazing. That would have been completely amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, so he uh, he gave me this email address and I thought, right, so I emailed this guy and I made a fatal mistake. Now, normally I'm so careful, but I, I left my phone number on my oh. email signature. So I was messaging this guy saying, oh, Brad Pitt's put me in touch with you. No, I was really getting into it. Forgot to put to take the number off. So then this guy WhatsApps me and said, hi, I'm General Mark Milley um, and I can help you. Uh, I can remove the dead body from your kitchen for 30,000 euros. Mm. <laughs> so, um, obviously yeah. the same scammer, but just yeah. using a different But now he has your number medium. too. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the, the WhatsApp conversation kind of carried on. I thought, well, I might as well make the most of it. And it went on for ages and I was pretending to send the money and then there was kind of a you know, miscommunication. Anyway, um, he, what happened was he sent me the details of a bank in America. There's mm-hmm. a bank called Chase. And he sent me these details. And I cop- when I put it on Twitter, I copied mm-hmm. Chase oh. Bank into it. And oh, they shut good. the account down. And I started getting death threats uh, through my WhatsApp because obviously oh. they had my number. Um, yes, yeah, so it, it, it was my favourite one because it was yeah. so entertaining, but also my favourite because um, it sort of introduced me to a new side mm. of, of the scammers, you of know, course, how nasty it gets. Um, and that was really interesting. And al- although I can't <laughs> say that was my favourite bit, it was certainly yeah, very definitely. educational. So the whole internet scammer type thing, obviously it's, it must be a, a million pound business because this has been going on for years. Like I remember watching like Dr. Phil and stuff like that. And there's families on there and a poor lady's in love with some guy who's, I don't know why it is, but a lot of army people, um, well, people pretending to be army <laughs> yeah. people looking for love. And this lady has sent thousands upon thousands of pounds to this person who is trying to get to her again in verbal and her family are just like I just don't understand why you're falling from this falling for this it's it's crazy mm. indeed do you watch um catfish yes love I've it seen it and like <laughs> the thing is I think we can understand how you know when you see like an older person who's fallen for a scam who's not that familiar with the internet we can kind of understand how it can happen but we never think oh that could ever happen to me but these scammers are Mm. fucking smart and it's not always immediately for money they it might be you know done in a very professional way like they might get in through work somehow or i don't know just i I always try to reserve judgment because (laughs) you know they're so clever, aren't they? They're so clever. They're so clever. Yeah, there's there's a real mix of them. So the mm-hmm. ones that contact me are shit. They're really rubbish. Um, so they'll contact me and they'll the first thing they'll say is, Oh, wow, oh, I love you. Straight think, away. Right, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there are the ones... So I've interviewed a lot of scam mm-hmm. victims mm-hmm. for the book. And some of the ones that I've interviewed, their scammers have really yeah. played the long game. So you can sort of see, you know, and they've come through dating oh, sites, wow. for example. So it's not just been like kind of like on Twitter, it's sort of yeah. cold calling, if you like. They're just putting the feelers out to see what they can get. But on the dating sites, they know that people are out there looking for love. Mm-hmm. So they've already, you know, they've they've, they've got, got a angle. head start. Yeah. yeah. Wow. In yeah. a way, that's so scary. Oh, 
But it's like things like, you know, we've seen, you know, like Tinder swindler and stuff. I mean, those people, they did yeah. play the long game. They put, they forked out a lot of investment to make their scams believable. And yeah, you, you start going in watching those documentaries thinking, fucking idiot, that would never fall. That, like, how could you be so stupid? And then you watch it and you're like, oh, it's a couple of simple yeah. misguided yeah. decisions. And then suddenly you're, you're, you know, owing millions of pounds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And um. When you see romance fraud in the press, it's often, you know, like really sensationalised. Woman sends £500,000 to whatever. And then the comments underneath are, oh, that silly bitch, or, you know, she deserves what's coming to her, all that kind of stuff. But the women that I've spoken to, and there's quite a few, I haven't spoken to anybody that is stupid at all, you know, educated, intelligent, articulate. So nobody has been stupid. It's been absolutely fascinating because, you know, when I started this, even I had a preconception about the sort of people that I might meet, but it, it's completely blown my mind. Like we've all been catfished to an extent. I feel like I've been, cat like having done online dating, I've been catfished many a times on a much smaller scale than what we're talking about here and Tinder swindler level and what you deal with. But like, I remember my now ex-husband telling me that he had, he was a business owner and he'd moved back home with his parents because he'd invested all his money in his business. He didn't have a business and he'd never live away from home. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very he still married him. still <laughs> married him, yes. But then I also divorced him, so. Yeah, wait, you got there in the end. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, mm -hmm. I had a boyfriend a few years ago um, who basically just worked his way through no. my bank account. Um, yeah, and we were living together, we were engaged, and I don't believe he was a scammer by any means. Um, he was just very yeah. greedy. And he, it wasn't a case of catfishing, but he was a compulsive liar. So um, a bit like your ex-husband did. Oh, you met him? <laughs> Well, no, but, you know, it could have been a false name. Uh, yeah, so he, he'd come up with all this stuff that he'd done in his past. And there were alarm bells ringing. I was thinking, oh, I don't know about this. But um, there's this thing called confirmation bias. And I've been researching it recently. And basically, you because you're, you really want something to be true, you kind of push away those red flags. And you think, oh, no. And you just start to believe the bit that fits in with your own true. narrative. Um, and that is exactly what I did. Um, and that is what a lot of the people that I've spoken to have done as well. You know, a lot of them have known in the back of their head that something is wrong here. Something is seriously wrong. But they've gone with it because they've wanted to believe it so much. And that is yeah. really and easy. Like you said, because they build up the longevity and build up that emotional connection. And once you've got that emotional connection, like you said, confirmation bias. Yeah, it can I mean, it also yeah. is often I have noticed coincides with a, like gaslighting or some emotional manipulation as well that then not only are you looking for that confirmation bias but you're also doubting yourself and your judgment you know especially True. with the ones the smart True. ones playing the long yeah game. completely so there's a, a in my view and I have been told off for this but in my view there's a there's a correlation between what happens with online scams now and what used to be with domestic abuse decades ago. So there's a massive element of victim blaming. Um, people don't want to report it because they're embarrassed and they're ashamed. Uh, the police, on the whole, there are good exceptions to this, don't really take it seriously. And we need to get to a point with 
romance fraud where we are now with domestic abuse where there is less victim shaming people are coming forward I mean it's still there um but you know men are coming forward as well as women but another direct correlation is that the abuser so in in this case the scammer will try and isolate you from your family and friends and you become completely under the spell of that person which is what happens with domestic abuse as well they try and get you away from people who might talk you out of you know what what they what you're doing can i just say i just remembered one of the the craziest catfish stories i've heard in recent years and you're i'm sure you both know it laughing sorry (laughs) but it's the case of the police officer the undercover police officer and there were i think two different women but one in particular took him to court because he was undercover and so in his like assumed identity I don't know what he was kind of investigating, but in his assumed mm-hmm. identity, he had relationships and he even married a woman. And then it came out that he was an undercover police officer. I don't know whether the investigation was wrapped up or anything, but that woman took him to court because she was like, you catfished me. Like, I get you were undercover. Mm-hmm. Great. Well done you for being a great police yeah. officer or whatever. But why did you have to marry me in this? You know, he could have been a single yeah. guy, right? He yeah. could have been a single so wait, guy. What's- was his investigation for the sake of clarification here? Was he was his story? He was an undercover police officer, or he was actually know. an undercover. He police was officer? genuinely an undercover police officer. So he was pretending to be Gary oh. the electrician, let's say, and as oh. Gary the electrician investigating whatever it was undercover, he went so far as to date women and get married. And so this yeah, woman, that's, that's, when it all came out, he must. Yeah, I've heard of that before as well. And they've <gasps> had kids with them and, and all sorts. And then they're leading a compl- like a hundred percent double life. Wow. And so this guy is yeah. like, no, I needed to have a believable character. But, you know, the women are just fucking like, why wouldn't they get another undercover detective? If this character really needed to have a wife, yeah, why wouldn't true. they get an undercover that's detective true. to be his pretend wife you know so yeah that absolutely bonkers isn't it can you imagine the thing is with modern technology and the way that social media works it's quite easy I think to do like fraud and internet scamming so I've never fallen or spoken to a catfish I think the ones that have like messaged me have been those cold calling really obvious people like hello beautiful I'm doing some random accent I don't know they could yeah yeah, hello dear that's a good one I know like my neighbor or something but I had a dm and it was from someone and they said oh sorry I've been knocked out of my account can you um click this link and I was like absolutely not catfish so let me wind him up a bit and I was like oh sorry to hear that you've been locked out send me a text message making out that I was really close friends with this person um send me a text message and I'll um sort it out there lo and behold I got a text message and I was like how how did he get my number how did he text me and it was literally quick so I messaged the person on um, Twitter and was like, hey, um, was was that actually you? That's text message explained. He's like, nope, absolutely not. My account, um, I've been locked out of my account. Someone's in there. But I just found it so fascinating because at the very oh. first instance, I was like, nah, you're not going to get me. But the text message kind of reconfirmed what he was saying. I was like, I don't know how you did that. That's so, I want to use the word clever. I'm not like 
you know, congratulating the person. But there's so many ways you could fall for things because there's just, you can find people's pictures, you can repost um, video content. And we all share so much of our own information on social media. I'm I'm guilty for that, absolutely. I don't know, this is... This goes back a long way, but um, I had a video call from someone pretending to be Liam Neeson. And when I, yeah, 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 yeah. So we were sort of chatting and I was obviously completely, obviously (laughs) knew it wasn't Liam Neeson. Although my God, I wish it had been. I mean, legends, but wait, so sorry, we're still confused. Video call, what, how? Okay. So he, um, he said, shall we chat on video? And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) yes, please. I wonder what's going to happen here. So um, I had my iPad and he rang and I I pressed, in fact, I've I've put a screenshot of it on on Twitter a few months ago and I pressed answer and it was Liam Neeson talking in front of a bookcase, but it was completely silent. So um, I ended the call and I got a message through saying, um, oh, uh, my sound is really bad at the moment. I don't know whether you could hear me, but obviously you can see it was me. And what they've done is taken a clip of him from some form of online interview and played it to me when I answered the call and then just said that the sound wasn't working. So again, you can see how, how much somebody could potentially... Yeah, and especially if that. it wasn't like a celebrity, I think sometimes it's a bit obvious when it's a celebrity. Exactly, they just got some random person video, which you could do so easily nowadays. It could even be like whatever, but yeah, that's so believable. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. So um, because, so with the scammers, um, a lot of them pretend to be either mm-hmm. military guys, so soldiers or military doctors, or they oh pretend God. to be I'm oil sorry. Your last story. Um, exactly. Sorry, I interrupted, but it was amazing. <laughs> the guy that you're going to see on the oil rig. Oh, the, the guy on Twitter. And you're like, I'm telling you, oh, yeah, I think you'll need yeah. a helicopter. And you're like, I got one. And there's literally a picture of you in a helicopter. It was just chef kiss amazing you know that was great because I went to Iceland with my mum earlier this year and when we were there I said to her got to get some pictures for Twitter because someone is going to message me from an oil rig so um I did these pictures and I've been hanging on to them since May I think and then this guy turned up and I thought oh thank you god this is like the perfect tweet yeah um yeah so uh but with the um Mm-hmm. With the military ones, so uh, you can get so there's a lot of content of guys in the military online, so Instagram or whatever it might be. So they, it's very very easy for them to do that whole thing that the guy did with Liam Neeson with me. If someone thinks that they're in a relationship with I don't know Bob who's in Syria, and they've got a video of Bob, well it's, it's the perfect thing, and then they can come offline and say I'm really sorry the signals really bad here so you probably couldn't hear me but at least you saw me yeah. so you know it's me and that's how a lot of people um are, are you know made yeah. to believe that it's true do you ever feel guilty for tricking these people <laughs> I, I think i already know the answer <laughs> i don't know why i asked <laughs> god no god no um no um 
as far as I'm concerned, the more time of theirs that I waste, the less time they've got to scam other women. I mean, it's not making much of a difference, to be honest, because they're dealing with hundreds of women at a time. Um, But no, I don't feel guilty at all. In fact, I feel absolutely elated. I'm contacting you on your Twitter profile that you use to expose people like them. Oh, they right. are. Well, they are. Yes. So what happens is... Oh, yeah. I suppose yeah, they're not all, researching. So the only ones they're not I post... No. Anyways, they're just... <laughs> no, of course not. And what happens is, and this is so interesting, once you've started to engage with a few scammers, they sell your contact details onto others. They call it a sucker's list. So the more you engage, the more scammers come through. So people have said to me, oh, you're making these up. Why do you get so many? It's because my details are all over the place. So they really are working together. Like there's a whole, because in my mind, I was like this lonely one person is trying to get as much as they can, but it's like teams, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So there's even, um, I'm not going to say evidence. I'm going to say very, very strong rumours and reports of (gasps) scamming schools in Accra, the capital of Ghana, um, where people will go and learn how to do this. It's considered to be a a, a A career way of making a living. Yeah. And a very, very lucrative one. I'm literally blown away. I'm actually blown away. There was something that I watched and I can't remember the name of it. I should have written it down. But um, it was about um, internet scammers oh that's what it was there it's on netflix i love netflix um there was this footballer um quite well known um in america and he fell for i guess a, a catfish it was someone that he knew but they pretended to be someone else and he had this long relationship with them and it just kind of spiraled out of control and this person basically said um that they they died they didn't say they died but he he had different family members. So he made not only the profile for the girl, because it was a guy, but he made profiles for her family, friends, and even had conversations with this footballer um, as the girlfriend, as the family, like a cousin, and had all these different voices. And I'm like, I probably would get like sucked into that. But what got me was... I think something happened and he had to prove it was um, him being a girl. So basically he'd used someone that he knew, um, their pictures. And he was friends with the girl. But what he actually done, he contacted the girl. And I think he said that possibly someone was ill and he was doing some kind of motivational things. He got her to write out um, like the date and the time and a little message and it was her face, and he sent that. So it's again like, ah, oh, you're just confirming. And you just have to be completely yeah. switched on because, again, he came with this sob story. My person's dying. Um, I'm trying to be motivational. Could you just send this little thing? But I was just like, the lengths that these people to go to to confirm their lies. It's just astonishing. It's really common with the online romance fraudsters. Um, so one of the big things that they say is that if they're abroad, they say that they're widowed and they've got a child or, or two. And that the child is either back in the... It's normally in the States. 
um, the child is either back in the States with uh, a relative or they're at private, mm-hmm. they're at private school or something. And then what will happen is you'll start getting messages from the child. So like oh calling you mummy and stuff like that. So if somebody has revealed to a scammer that family is kind of everything to them, that or, or maybe even worse, they've always wanted to be a parent, let's say, that's another way to tug at their heartstrings because, you know, they're getting a ready-made family. Oh it's manipulation have, of the highest form. Have you both listened to the oh, podcast yeah. season yeah. series called Sweet Bobby? Oh, it's so good. Mm. It is What's a really that? interesting no. case. It's a couple of, uh, it's about like six episodes. It's about this girl, this woman who gets taken in by Bobby, who it's not a spoiler. He's a catfish, but it's such the mm-hmm. long game where again, they make all the different characters in this narrative, you know, and, um, and it doesn't, it's interesting because it doesn't start off as romantic, and so it's a good, and this mm. whole thing lasts about 10 years, you know? And again, it doesn't start Oh my romantic. gosh. Yeah. And, and wow. it particularly yes. freaked me out because it happened seven minutes away from my house, you know? Like I live in Twickenham. It happened in Hounslow. So for me, you know, it always has that extra chill factor when it's local to you. Um, but yeah, yeah, super fascinating. And again, you could see how it happened. Okay. If someone's not asking you for anything romantic, financial, or anything off the bat, yeah, you know, and, and the smarter ones that they are in the long game, this guy, it was just like purely a friendship thing for so long that uh, you can see. Years. But yeah, it's just, yeah. you feel so bad for these people, right? The amount of time they've wasted on, mm. oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So knowing what you know um, about online romance scammers, do you think you've got what it takes to be an online romance scammer? Could you do it? Obviously, we're not saying that you should or even trying. So, like, you know, <laughs> um, you need the million pounds. Do you reckon you could do it? Well, I think yes. I've got the knowledge, but yes. but not the inclination. I think that's the thing. So could I do it, like, as in do I mm-hmm. know how to mm-hmm. do it and get the most? Yeah, of course. Of course. I've been studying this for like over a year, but the, the big thing that's different You're not a is dick. that I've got the Oh yeah, moral. of course. Like obviously me and Dee would never, but it'd be yeah. interesting. Like, well, again, you say that, but I think book. I would put money on the fact that every one of us has catfish to an extent at some point in our life. And I don't just mean on your account. Like, I know when I first got the internet, I was about 13. Me and my friends used to pretend to be 17, 20-something on those AOL chat rooms or on, you know, MSN Messenger. So I will fully admit that back in the day, I used to really? I used to only really lie about my age. But, you know, that's catfishing, isn't it? Didn't you? I guess. God, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think about that because I'm not. Apart from obviously what I do on Twitter and Instagram, I'm gonna have to Same. think about that because <laughs> I'm not sure that I have. But I think because I'm old, the internet didn't come out until I was sort of like at university. So by that point, I had no need Same. to lie about my age. I suppose I might have lied about my weight at <laughs> some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> my, yeah, I don't think I have. I suppose it's like, what's your definition of catfish? Because I suppose. Say I was to say to somebody, oh, I'm nine stone. Well, clearly I'm not. But that doesn't make me a catfish, does it? That just makes me... Yeah. I guess it's one of the things that would... That a catfish know. does quite a lot more in terms of trying to get something, perhaps. Yeah. Get something out of it. But 
Yeah, I don't. I've always been truthful online, but again, like Becky, I'm internet was a bit of a um, a new thing when I was growing up. I didn't really have proper internet access until, yeah, I was of age. So I wasn't really in those kind of MSN time of chat rooms or anything right, like so that. So now I look like I a only dick. Did, um... A relatable dick. Someone listening to this be like, "Yeah, I used to do that." I'm back pretty in the day. sure I just really lied about my now. age because who wanted to talk to a 13 year old? You know what I mean? Online. Well, well, sorry, oh, but yeah. not answer that question. Well, my God, yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to talk to people who wanted to talk to 13 year olds. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And also, you don't look like a dick because chances are I'll hang up and I'll think, oh, God, yeah, I did tell, I did say that that one thing. And I've probably <laughs> yeah. blocked it from my memory trying to be a really moral person. And I'll look back and think, oh, God, yeah. There's a clear line, isn't there, between tiny little porkies, which we all do in person and online, and like properly creating a separate persona, yeah. probably with the view of, of, defrauding someone out of something right yeah exactly that's yeah I think that's sort of the line I think if you're just telling a bit of a porky about how old you are or I don't know like specific angles that make me look yeah, a just bit little... slimmer than I am that's what I was filters say you do. so that's... filters is that catfishing <laughs> and it's good that we have I mean like... it depends on the filter oh, see... using someone's actual different face and you look absolutely nothing like that and then turning up that's a bit of a mickey tape I think yeah, I mean, I suppose I could put a filter on to make me like twenty years younger, and that would was that count as catfishing? It, it's such. Yeah, but then, where know. does catfishing start and lying yeah. finish? I don't think there's been a specific definition to kind of. Yeah, like I know what you mean. Dis, you know, well, yeah. to make the two separate. So it's quite interesting, really. Maybe somebody Let me should tell look you into a bit more. A little bit of a depressing fact: if we eliminated all male catfish i don't know about you becky but i know that d and um sarita and i we love the dick and um we are in relationships but like i don't know where i'm going with this anyways if we eliminated all men from the dating pool that told porkies online that's at least 40 percent of men who lie about their position or their finances or their job title or that kind of thing like my ex-husband um so again, I don't know if that's catfishing or not, but it goes to show that a huge chunk of us and women are more likely to lie about, we discussed this age and weight. So mm. yeah, it, it just, you know, I think we have to accept some so level of bullshitting online. <laughs> what percentage um, of catfish are female, D? Yeah, so 64% of all catfish are female. So I was wondering, Becky, what do you, why do you think that is? Do you think it's like insecurities or societal pressure or? Um, I have, when it comes to romance fraud and catfishing, I have a bit of a problem with mm -hmm. statistics because it's like so many things. When you, when there's a subject where there's an element of shame attached, the, it, things are so badly reported or in many cases unreported mm. that I don't know. Again, I mean, where's I, the line? 64% of women are catfish. Yeah. Exactly. This is it. This is it. So that sample of people could have been taken, you know, one day and then you could have taken a, a, a different sample of people the next day and it could have been the opposite way around. So it's really, really hard to comment on stats because mm, I don't really yeah, believe that's them. that's absolutely true. That's true. I guess, 
I'm just trying to think if I have been catfished. I think there was someone, I think someone tried to catfish me and it didn't really work. There was a date that I went on. Again, his picture didn't really look like his picture. Turned up and it was an absolutely awful date um, to the point where I turned up and he had some older guy that he knew, like looked like his granddad, um, to pick us up and take us to a pub. And the pub was like, I had to walk past the pub to meet him. And then he... I got in the car and he obviously wanted me to meet his friend and then got dropped off. And I was like, this is hideous. Made my excuses. And then he started messaging me on a different number saying, I really like you. Duh, duh. And it was my party days. So I was like, Oh yeah. Red flags it was kind of my party days where I was just like, I probably gave you my number. I don't really know, but okay, let's entertain this. And he was like, I'll meet you tonight. Duh, 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 duh. And I was like, cool. I'm going to be here. Didn't turn up. And um, the next day he just made excuses. And I'm like, it's blatantly that other guy. But I think because I wasn't really invested in it, I was like, I kind of made and connected the dots. Because again, I wasn't fussed. But if I was, I'm sure I would have like carried that on. Because he made excuses and it just would have just gone back and forth yeah. forever. So I'm glad I was clued up then. This is the thing with with online dating you do not mm. know what you're getting into so I was on tinder and hinged unhinged um and I spoke to some sort of quite nice <laughs> unhit well yeah that goes without saying um and I spoke to some really nice guys but I also spoke to somewhere I don't know it was really odd so they would sort of they put their stuff in their biography or whatever it is their profile and then we talk on the phone and none of it they didn't mention any of it. And when I sort of said, oh, you know, I see you're into this. They were like, oh, what, what do you mean? And I thought, did you write your own profile? So I don't know, maybe they'd got a female friend to write it saying, oh, you know, women yeah. already love this. But, you know, I mean, I know that's not sort of catfishing, but it's yeah, it's dishonesty. And that's the thing. If you're going into like the dating world, it makes no sense to lie or even, you know, making yourself look smaller in pictures or using a filter or even creating the perfect bio because you're not attracting who you're supposed to attract. It doesn't make sense. It's not going to work. And yeah, if you enter absolutely. a relationship or a possible relationship with a lie, that is going to be a turnoff for most people, surely. I was always surprised by the men that lied about their height because it's like, I notice that you are a liar. <gasps> as soon as I see you I know that this is a lie and I also it's not something I care about I you know but I guess it's something they've had issues you know whatever it's an insecurity I get that but it's something I will see instantly so it just seems like a weird lie I guess it's the same with women and their weight yeah so I guess maybe the the thought of the, the running thought is we'll talk enough for you to actually fall in love with me. And then when you see me, it won't matter. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's oh. such a man's logic. I'm trying, I mean, like, oh. I'm trying to see both God. sides here and be like, well, okay, you like that. No, there's no two sides to that. <laughs> Lying scumbag. Um, my fiancé, my fiancé Paul, will argue that I catfished him. We met on Tinder. Oh, And, no. you know, it's working out well so far. We are engaged. But he will argue that I catfished and him. He has, he has seen you. He has yes. seen you, right? I mean, he lives with me now. But, okay, good. Just making um, sure. Just making sure. But in my defense, it's because I had um, a personal dilemma going on Tinder. It's like, you know, okay... This is how people meet now, but I hate it. Um, So my Tinder profile Mm -hmm. was all pictures of me 
on different occasions dressed as Super Mario. And my name on Tinder was Mario. And my bio just said, call for a quote, no job too big or too small. Now. Nice. But I mean, I, I mean. Did he really think he was meeting Super Mario? I don't know. I, I think it was. <laughs> You'd have to ask him. Here's me judging. People lied like about their because... height. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because that shows your personality in a playful way. So that's definitely attracting someone who would value a good sense of humor. So I need someone well. who can be stupid with life. me. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. There's ways around it. But I like it. If a, if a guy has a like a funny yeah. profile, that's what I go for. Because mine, I did like a pros and cons Ooh. list for myself, which I thought was like sort of made myself laugh while I was doing it. But it was like, um, you know, likes cake too much, but, you know, will won't have to have Ooh. salad on a date. And then, you know, I've got because I've got a real cackle. It's awful. But so I sort of mentioned that, but I said, you know, at least I like a laugh. Um, and I I always quite like it when someone's done something a little bit quirky mm, yeah. on their profile. And I also, oh God, you know when like when you match with somebody and you just get hey. the message, hello, I think I'll oh, piss off. Yeah. Oh, or like a waving I was going to say, I never I replied know. to them, but no. I did if they were hot. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. But because I always, mm-hmm. if somebody matches with me, then I'll message and say, my, my go-to question is, what are your favourite crisps okay. and why? Because I have a I have a theory that you can tell a lot about a man by his favourite crisps. Um, well, I just it depends what they come back with. So if they come back with say Walkers ready salted, I think okay, stable, bit boring maybe, but um, you know not not sort of not okay. fun perhaps. But I would say stable, you know whatever. If someone comes back with like Watsits, okay. I think yeah, I quite like you. You know you're you're like quite retro, bit quirky. Mm. There's just it sort of depends, you know. Come, People come back with all sorts. If they say scampy fries, I think no, go away. You know, just you're going to smell. So I just, yeah. I just quite like I used that. To, I used well, to ask yeah, people yeah, what exactly, their favorite yeah. dinosaur was. Ah, yeah. See, nice. I love stuff like that. Yeah, and I love playing. Would you rather mm-hmm. on dating sites really as well? Good tips you do because I've never. I I did start yeah. doing. So I'm I'm I was married. Then I had a tiny bit of dating and then I got married quite quickly. So I didn't really go through the whole dating thing properly. So if I was, touch wood, got divorced, whatever, things didn't work out. And I had to go through online dating now, age 40, I would not have a clue. So these are really good tips because I would probably be like Googling, what's the best profile? And how do I make myself look prettier to actually get All I can say is you make that marriage work because it's grim out there. It's grim. Oh, no. That's part of the reason why you do all this, isn't it, Becky? Because you need to, like, find a bit of light relief in this, like, sea of just drab men and stupid chats Mm. and... Drudgery. Yeah. Yeah. Join our online community at Women Who Rebrand. WomenWhoRebrand.com Do you think that people lie depending on their age? Do you think maybe older people lie more? Or younger people? I think it depends Mm. on the lie. Maybe they're better at it when they get older as well. So I think... um... You you can tell (laughs) a child. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. 
But I wonder if like younger people, because they've been brought up with all the online stuff, they know all about film. I mean, I would have to Google how do I put a filter yeah. on because I've just got no idea. Um, but they know how to do That's all of that true. kind of stuff. Um, so maybe, maybe, and this is completely yeah. just thinking off the top of my head, maybe younger people lie in like a visual way because they mm. use technology. Maybe older people lie using their words more. Because that's, that's what so they're used to. See, now I want to just go Maybe. and like sit on Tinder and just like get these stats and figure it out and be like, I'm going to catch me some catfishes. <laughs> so awesome. Are you yes, on Twitter? I am. I am on Twitter. Well, then j- j- just go into your inbox <laughs> and well, you let loose. I've. I don't know if I'm really boring online or I just seem really serious, but I don't ever get anything. Yes, no, scratch that. The other day, I was on Facebook. I have a love-hate love, love, relationship with Facebook. But you, have you ever been on Facebook Messenger? There's different folders. And there is yeah. a notorious folder that will... that's full of messages, even people I know, and I just think get the notification. So there's people that I know... Other. Oh, is that yes. the other? Yes, like, but the you've got them on Instagram too. Yeah. I guarantee you've got yeah, four hundred messages sitting there no, waiting for you that are all gross no, no, I, people or I catfish. Checked, <laughs> I checked Instagram, but it was mainly Facebook, maybe because it's an older demographic. Um, but yeah, I had people that I knew, like, "Hi, how are you?" Trying to get in contact, and it was like sixty-four weeks ago. But there were a lot, like, "Hello, <laughs> hello, beautiful, how are you?" And it's like. Why would I even respond to you? But I guess you want to catch some catfish. if I was lonely, if I was, well, yeah. But if I was lonely, I guess I would. Not me personally, but, you know, lonely people who kind of believed in that thing. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't think the ladies that I've they spoken to have been. been lonely particularly. No, I, I mean, maybe there's an mm. element of that in some cases, but... I think, I mean, during Ooh. lockdown, for example, loneliness played a yeah. massive part because um, romance scams, the figures soared through lockdown because people were obviously on their own a lot of the time. You know, they couldn't socialise and all the rest of it. not to meet um, up, right? But the, the ladies that I've spoken... They, they had yeah. a better... Yeah, precisely, time. exactly. I would love to meet you, but I can't. Yeah, it, everything was perfect. Basically, lockdown was yeah. like a scammer's oh. dream. If they could have done anything to the world, that's wow. exactly what they would have done. But... um. Yeah, so I think, you know, maybe loneliness is a small part, but it's more about um, vulnerability, I think. So, for example, a lot of people um, have been recently divorced, you know, and they may not be lonely because they've got friends and they've got family and stuff, but there's that sort of slightly slight vulnerability. Somebody else uh, may have lost somebody in their life. Mm. Um, Someone else I spoke to, their only... uh, vulnerability was that they'd been made redundant wow. you know they have even there's been some victims that have been married and they've you know wow gone on to have extramarital affairs online so there are so many reasons why people become victims of, of romance oh, fraud chilling it's chilling so um words yeah. of advice um becky what advice would you give to people who have a friend or say a loved one who is falling romantically for an obvious internet um, scammer? Oh God, it, it's really hard because once somebody is at the point where they've sent money and they're saying, I love you and all that kind of stuff, it, 
they're, they're sort of gone in that way. And all you can do really is watch it unfold in some cases. However, um, what I would always do is tell somebody to do a reverse image search. First step on um, catfish. So that is a really, yeah. really... <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So either use Google reverse image or you, there's the, a program called Tin Eye, which is really easy to use as well. Um, and these are great, particularly for the ones where you think you're dating somebody in the military. Because I can guarantee you 99 times out of 100, when you put that in, it's going to come up with somebody completely differently. And there's very little that someone can do to deny that. Although, with confirmation bias that I already talked about, people that do still find That person stolen my profile. They'll say, yeah. oh, yeah, but that's the that's oh. the false one. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think you can give them a fa- the facts about romance scams, but again, people are going to sort of say, yeah, but that's that's not for me. That's, that's not what happens. I think the most important thing really is not to, not to get angry, not to be judgmental uh, with people that are going through this because... One of the problems with romance fraud is that the victim sort of becomes more insular. They take themselves away from friends and family because of the, you know, that they don't want them to know that they're sending money and and whatever. They're being talked into it by the the fraudster. Um, So what you don't want is to give that person more reason to shy away from you. You want to say to the person, you know, I don't believe that this is that person. Um, And if it turns out not to be, then let's talk about it. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, You know, what, how this is, it doesn't matter to me. I really hope it works for you, but I want to give you this information. I want to give you these facts and talk you through doing a, (laughs) a reverse search. And that's really all you can do. You know, I've spoken to people who's kids or you know relatives have taken their laptops off them and you know done all this kind of really quite extreme stuff it doesn't really work because people will always find a way if you're in love with somebody it doesn't matter whether it's online or in person or whatever it is if you're in love with somebody you will do what and you, you can don't, to you don't listen them. to relationship uh, advice and all you you're doing is hear, ostracizing do you precisely yeah exactly exactly and that's why you need to say look you know, I, I'm not sure about this, but it doesn't matter to me. So if anything does happen, then let's not, out. you know, let's not stop talking over it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, that there. Are, when I started doing this and sort of doing it more regularly and, and victims started messaging me, I found that nine times out of 10, I'm the only person they've spoken to. So their friends don't know, their family doesn't know. Um, you know, and it, it's... It's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. And it's, you know, I've become friends with a couple of people that um, that I interviewed and no one that I've interviewed has gone on to have another relationship. Oh. They've all just stopped um, believing in their own opinions. You know, their self-worth has gone right down. They don't think that they can make a, a decent judge of anybody's character. So that's caused mm. loneliness. You know, the vulnerability in the first place, whatever it might be from, has now caused loneliness because they don't think they're ever going to find a partner again. So there's so many effects as well, like mentally as well. Like you're saying, like surely they should do some kind of work afterwards, whether that's therapy or anything, just to get back to that realisation and trust yourself. The problem is, and this is something that, oh, it's driving me crazy. There isn't anywhere to go. So, um... 
you if you ring the police and say right I've been the victim of romance fraud the first thing they'll do is tell you to report it to action fraud which is the police's kind of um data gathering service and I say this very openly they're crap they're absolutely crap they couldn't give a toss about romance fraud um so you're immediately kind of on the back foot because no one's really taking you seriously um sometimes you can go to you can go to citizens advice or victim support but they they don't have anybody specifically trained in romance fraud so although they will do their absolute best to help and i've spoken to people from both organizations and they're amazing um they they can't do anything they can't offer counseling or anything like that and there's no there's no support there are a couple of sort of unofficial support groups on social media but they're run by you know volunteers who've got full-time jobs and there's just there's nothing out there for victims of romance fraud and it drives me crazy everyone I've spoken to has said I had nowhere to go I guess in a way then in the technical sense they're not breaking a law per se I guess only well I don't even know if sending money that aspect is that even breaking the law yeah they are breaking the law because it's fraud um but one of the problems is um so there's still and now I thought this was going to be a stereotype when I first started writing the book unfortunately it's not um most of it comes from abroad romance fraud so um there's the Philippines Nigeria and the three main places Right. They're the, they're the big ones, yeah. Now the problem is, once you go out of UK jurisdiction, you're not going to get anything. You know, if somebody's lost a grand, let's say, it might be the absolute end of the world for them. But the police are going to say, yeah. "You think we're going to sort this out?" You know, with the Nigerian police for a yeah. grand, you must be joking. And there's very little that they can do, and it's frustrating yeah. for the police Absolutely. as well. Um, so it's you know, a, a lot of it is around the the problems yeah, between jurisdictions. Sense. I had all of those feelings that you mentioned after I left my marriage of um, not trusting my judgment and thinking I'm not going to be, I'm not going to find anyone else. I'm not worth anyone else and blah, blah, blah. You know, my decision-making, I was such a strong woman and my decision-making just went to pot and um, literally sometimes anyways. So (laughs) I, I went to counseling specifically for this and my relationship breakdown was nowhere near um, like it was fairly amicable. Um, you know, it wasn't as traumatic as, as a lot of these, um, you know, situations that you're talking about and you were researching, but I recommend anyone that comes out of almost any kind of breakup should consider counseling. Cause sure. I don't, you know, the long lasting, and this is from someone I go to counseling still every Monday, four o'clock going to do it later. Like, <laughs> It's just, you don't know those long lasting repercussions, you know, and you don't know what Mm. it's going to, and sometimes you don't even know until you find that next relationship, right? That's when all the gremlins come out. One thing I will say though, um, one thing I will say is that a lot of these women have been taken for so much money. they can't. Yeah. So yeah. And you know, if you try and get on the NHS waiting list for counseling, well, yeah. Yeah, no, talking well from a place of privilege, and um, I've been probably like scammed by most of my exes, but not financially, thankfully. <laughs> so therefore, I can afford the counselling. But um, yeah, it's just at least if you can talk to your friends, even if you feel like they've um, you've isolated yourself from them during your relationship, um, you know, you've got to be able to reach out to yeah. someone, right? Yeah. One of the saddest um, stories I heard there was a lady. 
I mean, this lady was fabulous. Um, so well-spoken, so articulate, so clever. And she'd given away £120,000 and she'd had to remortgage her house. Um, she'd borrowed money from friends and family and she lost all of her friends over it. Um because she'd lied about where the money was going because she mm-hmm. I guess she was ashamed and because they'd said to her mm-hmm. don't know about this guy um so because of that she lost her friends and she said to me she would lose the money every time mm-hmm. over losing the yeah. friendships because now she's not got the man that she thought she was in love with and she's not got her group of friends that she's known Gosh. for 20 years oh. so it just goes to show how important it is to to maintain those yeah. connections but it's difficult you know if you're if you think you're in love with somebody who's telling you to lie to your friends you know I need 10,000 pounds but please don't tell anybody because I'll be so embarrassed and I don't you know I'll be so emasculated and please don't take away my masculinity might not and... even need to do that because we do that a lot I we all have done it where we've not been 100% honest about what we're going through with our partner because of that embarrassment or we don't want our friends to of judge course. our partner harshly blah 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 we've all done it nowhere near on this extreme i hope yeah but absolutely these catfish might not even have to tell everyone keep it a secret they're probably ashamed like you said to even admit it yeah 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 definitely and it's that's how so many of them get away with it and there's one lady that um i interviewed who it started off as a romance scam and then when she found out that he was a scammer it then turned into sextortion because he said to her, okay, fine, I'm not who you think I am, um, but I've got your nude oh. photos. And if you don't, and he'd hacked into her Facebook account and he said, right, so if you don't start sending me more money, this is going to your children and this is going to your grandchildren. What did oh. she do? Oh, Sent the money. My days. They're yeah. so sophisticated. Well, I guess hacking in is, Everyone just always turn on your two, what was it, two-factor authentication, yeah. yeah. All of that, take the precautions. But you know what? I'm always super paranoid. So (laughs) I haven't said nudes. Again, I'm a bit of an older generation and I got married. So I'm like, you're here. I don't need to send you anything, whatever. So there's no, fingers crossed, I don't know. I have to think about it afterwards. No nudie photos of me around anywhere. But... (laughs) super paranoid of like you hear you hear stories about people um breaking into your like camera or whatever and just film you anyway so I might have yeah so they tell yes. you to put a bit of blue tack yes, over your camera absolutely. don't they and I my phone I'm like yeah, I'm one of those people that take my phone to the loo might not be on the loo with my phone in hand but I'm like putting it somewhere where it cannot see me because I'm like if someone broke in and shared a video of me on the toilet that would be the worst thing ever so I completely understand it's like the whole vulnerability of sharing nudes online and hopefully I I really want to do an episode on um revenge porn because people just really need to see and hear the information so they know they're not alone and I think with this episode online romance scammers I'm so grateful that you come on because again it's kind of a bit of a taboo subject if you're going through it like you said they don't talk to their friends and even if they have gone through it and feel the shame they're not going to say anything but I think more and more people need to share their stories um to highlight awareness yeah absolutely they do 
I mean, there is actually, there's a revenge porn mm-hmm. uh, helpline. Um, so there is, some, yeah, but there isn't there a really romance fraud one. Yeah. And that's been going I on had, for, um, to be. for yeah. a little while. I had a boss who at the time that I worked for him was going through a court case. And this is awful because you touched on vulnerability going, you know, if you go on a, a dating site, you already know it's people looking for love. If you mm-hmm. go on certain places, you, you know what your hook can be, right? Well, this, mm-hmm. my boss was a man and he was gay. And so he was on Grindr and he had um, hooked up with someone on Grindr as you do. Turns out that person had recorded their session and was threatening him to release the video um, unless he gave him money. And then I think, I don't know whether this guy had given him money or what, but he actually went to the police with it. And that's why it was going to course. But this this fraudster, so awful because it also includes actual intercourse as well it feel it's it's so awful in so many levels but he was targeting i don't know whether he was actually gay himself or what but he was targeting these gay men because a lot of them were in the closet or sometimes married or in relationships with females or other men or just don't want their videos of them having sex going public so it was Mm. like he'd found this little niche you know of vulnerable people um, that would be less likely to report it. Oh, just awful. Just awful. So I'm so proud of that guy for actually going public with it, taking it to court. I don't know um, what happened to it, but like, I, that can't be the only story. Which is why we do need support groups and things out there that will help. There needs to be the mm. help. And hopefully, with the help of this podcast, but also your, um, your Twitter page and your up-and-coming book, um, will help highlight the the fact that we do need this support. There needs to be something for people somewhere to go to if they have um, gone through this experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, the problem I've had with the book is that there's so much, it's trying to condense it down. So I've had to choose to just look at women as opposed to men, gay or straight. Well, actually, I've I've had to choose to look at just straight women um i've had to look just from the uk because that opens up a whole thing otherwise um just from certain social media channels uh, you know there is th- there's about 20 books in this subject at least because you could do a whole other one on sextortion in the gay world you know 100% my best friend's gay and you know the the stories that he tells me from grinder mostly hilarious but some of them are quite scary um, you know, then you can do the the ones where men have been catfished by women. There is there's so much information. Um, it's it's hard to to get it all down in one place. Your book is, of course, called Keanu Reeves is not in love with you because Keanu Reeves has contacted <laughs> you, hasn't he, to ask for vouchers? Many, many yeah, times, many, many Keanu's. Um, yes, yeah. If the real Keanu Reeves contacted you. Mm-hmm. How much money would you give him in vouchers? <laughs> Whatever he wanted. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Whatever he wanted. Yeah. And Anything. more. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, I oh, think probably that is the time when I would take up scamming myself just to actually, you know, to keep Keanu in, in Amazon vouchers. Where can we find out more about you? Okay. So the publisher that I'm with is called Unbound. 
So you can go onto their website and if you just type Keanu in, um, I'm the only person writing about Keanu Reeves. So I come up straight away um, and you can Weird, pre-order, okay. <laughs> pre-order a copy. Um, probably the best th- way to, to look at what I do is to go onto Twitter and follow me. So my Twitter handle is death to spinach or letters that I didn't realise when I set up my Twitter I handle what I would be doing. So <laughs> oh, death, I mean, for good, what was I thinking? So yeah, and then there's a link to the to the publisher in my in my bio as well. But um, yeah, I, I hope people go on and, and enjoy it because I certainly enjoy doing I've been it. Enjoying it. Oh, and if you need a starting place for Becky's adventures, then start with her recent escapades. With what did you say his name was? Joe? Was it Joe? Oil rig. What the oil the, rig? Got the oil rig. No, his his name. He called oh, himself yeah, Seltinus. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like the opposite sorry. to Joe. My, my yes. lovely <laughs> I don't know where I got Joe. Yeah, um, yeah that was that was a, a really good one. I really, really enjoyed Saltina. Uh, well, hopefully you get great. some more oil riggers because you need to show amazing. those. I was so flawed when you shared the helicopter and the snow and all of that. I was like, how did she, did she actually just go on holiday? I'm coming for you. Also, there's one similar to that. So my pinned tweet, I don't know if you've seen that, is a is about a pilot. Oh, I don't yes. know if you've looked at that one. So that was, I mean, it's a really long time ago now, but he contacted me and it's this guy, the, the pilot himself is called Patrick and he's one of the most, um, his identity is used so often. Oh, okay. Because he's really fit. Um, but the scammers don't do their research properly because in real life oh. he's gay. So it's not going to happen anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so he, this guy pretending to be him said, um, I'm flying, I'm flying to Stockholm. And I said, oh, great. That's fine. I'll, I'll come and meet you. And then, so I was sending him information about, I was going over there and I'd booked us a hotel and I was talking about getting married and eventually, and, and then I, t- I got a picture of Birmingham airport and I said, oh, it's really quiet here, but I'm, I'm on the flight. And he blocked oh. me in the end, but so oh. it, it wasn't meant to be. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> Are you going to be okay? Well, I've, I've been getting through so Thank far. you so Good. much, you. Becky. It was wonderful to talk to you and learn so much more about um, you scamming the scammers and your up-and-coming book. I look forward mm. to reading it when it comes out. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Can't wait. <laughs>